Hey folks, Jim Thomas here, Fitness Management and Consulting, and welcome to our channel today. It's good to have you. Uh, welcome back to all of our subscribers. It's great to have you here as well. And if you're new to the channel, uh, if you're finding us for that very first time, welcome. It's great to have you. Please uh, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, uh, consider becoming a member, and then to learn more about me, uh, learn more about my company and how we can help take your business to that next level, you know, please check out the links below. Now, with that said, our topic for you today, it's the 14 traits of successful gym salespeople. 14 traits of successful gym salespeople. So let's get into it. You know, maybe match up. You know, how do you compare to some of these things we're talking about? What are some things we can do a better job of? What are some of the things that maybe we need to really work on? All right. And if you're clicked on each one of them, congratulations. Let's keep the ball rolling. Um, number one, they care about the customer's interest. You know, they care about the customer's interest. You know, one of the things that happens, one of the mistakes that, that we make in sales sometimes is we're more focused on getting the sale than we are actually helping the customer. And the reality is if we help the customer solve their problem, we're going to get that sale. And when you start, start talking and thinking about folks that are in sales, I mean, what are they great at? I mean, they're great at solving problems. They're great at providing solutions. You know, they're great at building value. And one of the things, too, to remember here, when we're talking about, you know, successful traits of, uh, of gym salespeople and, you know, they care about the customer's interest, think about this for a second. You know, when the customer doesn't buy, you both lose. I mean, they don't get the results, you don't get the new client. You both lose. And so we talk about, you know, frequently, you know, the most important sale we're ever going to make is that sale we make to ourselves, right? Okay. In other words, hey, I can solve my customers' problems. I do have the best facility, you know, to solve their problem. Now is the best time. And so if all that's true, what's our obligation here? Okay. So th this idea that we care about our customers' interests, this covers a lot of territory here. But don't put making the sale ahead of solving the problem for the customer. Uh, number two, uh, successful gym salespeople, they're confident. They're confident. And, you know, one of the things about confidence, I mean, where do you get it? Well, you get it from having success, right? Okay, and, you know, confidence, success, which comes first sometimes. But in order to really be confident, this is really one of the great secrets to a lot of things, right? It's that level of confidence that we have. Um, but uh, it, it's having success. And one of the things that I would suggest here, if we're trying to build our confidence, you know, certainly success will do it, but be a good student. Be learning about this. I mean, use this channel. And we've got well over a thousand videos, I think, on here by now. Most of them are how-to videos. Use them to get better. Use them to build your confidence. Use them to build your knowledge. Okay? This will help make you a, a more confident uh, salesperson in your gym. Uh, number three, they're always on. They're always on. You know, one of the things that I've seen over the years of, uh, of the, you know, really the, the great salespeople is that they're always on. They don't have these peaks and valleys. Their, their attitudes don't go up and down. Okay. They're steady as she goes. I mean, they're, they're going this direction. Okay. They're always on, always up. They're always positive. Okay. It's that solutions mindset. Um, you know, these folks that are up and down, I can, I can think back of, you know, folks that I worked in that were worked with that were very good. Okay. Very talented, but they were up and down. Okay. They were not always on. Sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. 
was actually one of my strengths, you know, in those early days was, hey, we're always on. We're ready to go. Okay. And, you know, part of that, you know, part of the things I think that can help with that is make sure we're associating with folks that are achievers, that are trying to get things done, that are looking for solutions. Don't be hanging out with the naysayers. Okay. Because they'll always find a reason why you can't do it. Uh, Number four uh, of the 14 traits of successful gym salespeople, you know, they're subtle. You know, they're subtle. I mean, they've got a way of getting the message across, you know, without being offensive about it, you know. And I know regardless of the situation, I'll always ask the customer, you know, hey, you're looking to lose weight, gain weight, or firm in tone? I mean, I had one guy one time, he was, you know, a pretty big fella, and I asked him that, and he just kind of patted his belly and says, well, I think it's pretty obvious. Okay, um, but we're we're subtle in, in how we deliver our information. Okay, even subtle, you know, in the closing aspect of it and how we ask. Okay, none of, none of this is an in your face, you know, kind of a thing. Okay, we're not trying to push people away. Then even in terms of being subtle, I I kind of put in there as I kind of navigate through that whole thing, is hey, we're agreeable. Mary, I understand. You know, a lot of our customers feel that way. You know. Since it sounds like it's something you're probably going to do anyway, you know, may I suggest we go ahead and get started today, okay? You know, the whole idea of being agreeable, it doesn't mean we're not staying on course. We are, okay? But we're doing it in a way that it's, it's, it's easy to, to accept, you know, by the customer. Uh, number five of uh, successful gym salespeople, they are resilient. They are resilient. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get all kinds of um, roadblocks, all kinds of setbacks are gonna come your way. Um, you're gonna have weather. You're gonna have personnel issues. You're gonna have clients that say yes, but they really mean no. Um, I mean, you have all kinds of things, and depending on what your level is with the company, the more you go up in the company, the more you're gonna get. Okay. I mean, I remember, you know, of course, as a salesperson, I thought that was one of the best jobs ever because I didn't have to worry about anything but me. And I knew I was steady as she goes, so that was a that was a sweet deal. When I became manager, now all the idiosyncrasies of all the staff, you know, came into play. I remember one time, you know, we had a you know big ice storm or snowstorm, and the roof caved in, and we had all that going on. And so you're resilient. You keep going. You keep going because what you don't want to do, don't make your success optional. Have the will to make it happen. We're gonna make this happen. We're resilient. Okay. Uh, number six, um, they're extroverted. Now, let me talk about this, um, you know, because always in, you know, my time as a salesperson, as a manager, and even now, I don't know that I consider myself an extrovert, although probably many people would. I'm more of a an extroverted introvert, okay? You know, away from you know, the, 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 the bright lights of the customer or the bright lights of the gym or managing or, you know, being in front of a group, more introverted. But when you're in that environment, now extroverted, okay? And the reason I explain it like that is I talk to a lot of folks, well, I'm really not an extrovert. I'm really just an introvert. I'm not so sure I'm not the same way. But when you put me in that situation, now that changes, Okay, so we want to be extroverted. Doesn't mean you can't be an introvert. You know, it sounds kind of interesting to say it like that, but I really think that's true for a lot of folks. Um, number seven, they're good listeners. They're good listeners. You know, wh- one of the secrets to this is, you know, when you're on the phone, I'm going to use a, kind of the selling situation. When you're on the phone with somebody, when you're, um, you know, touring them, taking them through, you're showing them membership rates. 
you, you want to have tunnel vision here. This is like it's the only person on the planet. It's the only person here listening to these folks. Listen to what they say. And one of the ba- ways to look at this, one of the mistakes that's made sometimes on this is instead of listening, we're just kind of pausing and waiting for our turn to talk. Make sure we're taking in what this customer says. Even feed it back to them if you have to. Okay, but they're good listeners. Uh, number eight of the successful gym salespeople, the traits. Uh, number eight, they're multitaskers. And there's a million things we do. You know, we're doing a, all kinds of things all the time. Okay, now here's what I want to talk about here on the multitasking though. It's good to have. You want to be able to do it. No doubt about it. Here's when you don't do it. You're on a phone inquiry with somebody and you're texting. You're checking your messages. You're looking up social media. Don't be do that when you're on a phone inquiry. This is tunnel vision. You're with a customer. Don't be trying to do other things when you're with that customer. Okay. Multitasking, you know, can take place and should take place. It's kind of how we do things. It's probably we do it now more than ever. Just make sure you don't do it when you're with a customer. That's the key thing. Okay. Uh, number nine, um, you know, traits of successful gym salespeople, they provide insight. They provide insight. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, really being able to provide insight, you know, it comes from experience. And, and sometimes we have more experience than we think. Okay. Well, I've never talked to anyone, you know, that's been in that situation or has done this or has done that or selling so new to me. You know, if you really sit and think about it, you've probably done a lot of these things and can probably and probably provide a lot of insight. You know, one of my favorite stories on that's a few years back, we did a, a meeting. We had a situation where the manager was out and the salespeople were sick and we had personal trainers in front desk. We had to do a closeout. And we simply had a meeting, you know, with trainers and front desk folks who really weren't salespeople, really didn't do closeouts, but we had that meeting anyway. And we had them talk about you know, talk about other companies you've been with, could be in the fitness industry or not, that did a closeout. How did it work? Give us your thoughts on it. Give us your insight. And they did. And by the time they were done, they were fired up about, you know, the kind of closeout we could have that day. And so we probably have more insight than we think, okay, uh, based on, you know, prior background. Um, number, um, number 10, they are persistent. They are persistent. You know, we're, we're passionate about this. We believe in it. And we're simply not going to quit. It's one, it's one of the great traits. Okay? You know, they're persistent. They're going to stay at it. And, and part, of the, the, part of the reason they stay at it, at least with the customer, I think it's a sense of obligation. I mean, if I know I can help you, if I know I've got the best place to do it, if I know now's the right time, what exactly is the obligation here? You know, do I just lay down when you give a, an excuse as to why you can't do it? And I think there's a right way and wrong way to do that, but we want to stay persistent. Uh, you know, on behalf of the company, I mean, I can think of, of situations where I wasn't happy with my sales performance in a particular day and I just decided not to leave. And lo and behold, a customer comes in and, you know, I follow the system the same way and I get him signed up. I can think of sales contests where, you know, the club had closed and I'm making phone calls long after that, you know, trying to get that one more person. Okay. We stay after it. We're passionate. We really believe in this. We're sold on it. Uh, Number 11, uh, traits of successful gym salespeople. They're honest. They're honest. 
essentially they do what they say they're going to do. They don't make false claims. They do what they say they're going to do, period. Okay. If you say you're going to call someone back tomorrow, call them back tomorrow. If you're going to say you're going to call them back in five minutes, and I know that doesn't really fall into the category of what you think honest and dishonest, but when we say something, we want people to know they can count on us. That's the big thing. You know, can people count on you? You know, to do this, and not just the customer. You know, can your your team count on you? Your manager count on you? The ownership can they count on you? Okay. Uh, number twelve, they're focused. They are focused. Okay, we know what we're here for. And I I'll give you this example. This is a this is a definition I use a lot just to emphasize the point. It's a little over the top. Um, is you know the Jim Thomas definition of focus. You know, you're a salesperson. Club's on fire. Okay, I hope that doesn't happen, by the way. You know, club's on fire. Fire department comes out. Fireman goes to, the, you know, the ladder goes to the top. The fireman's up there, got the ladder. He's spraying, spraying down the club, putting out the fire. What do I want you to do? You know, go to the top of the ladder and see if he's interested in becoming a member. That's why you're there. Somebody else is going to take care of all this other. Our job is to sell, if that's what your role is. Okay, but then again, that's an over-the-top example. But the point being, let's stay focused on why we're here. It's so easy to get off course. It's so easy to get off course, and too often, it's because we'll make the excuse or we don't want to be accountable. But stay focused, right there. Uh, number thirteen uh, of the fourteen traits of successful gym salespeople: they're optimistic and upbeat. Man, that's who people want to be around. You know, they want to be around people that are optimistic and upbeat. You know, we are in the solutions business. You know, every day there's opportunities. And we can either, either look at things as a problem or we can look at it as an opportunity. Okay? And we can choose to be upbeat. And again, so much of this, it's who we choose to associate with. We want to associate with those kind of folks. We don't want to be associating, you know, with the naysayers. But look at the great ones. They're optimistic and upbeat. Okay? It's one of the secrets. And then um, number 14 uh, of the 14 traits of successful gym salespeople, they have a broad view of things. You know, they have a broad view of things. And so the way I look at that, okay, when I look at all this, you know, success in running a gym, owning a gym, managing a gym, selling in a gym, it's not just a narrow path. It's a very wide path we go down. There's certain fundamentals. I mean, there's positives and negatives. There's um, there's opportunities or problems, and those are kind of the barriers. But there's a lot of things in the middle. It doesn't. Have, it's not a narrow way to do it. It can be a broad way to do it. Okay. I mean, I remember I had a a gentleman. He was talking about me one time and uh, describing me, and he had he had ended up actually working at three different facilities that I was a part of. Okay. You know, the the first one had uh, a, a lot of uh, losses. They were losing lots of money, beautiful facility, losing money, lots of, lot, lots of, a lot of hands in it. Okay. A lot of ownership. And we had to kind of clean that up. And then we had, he had another club he worked at a little more heavy handed club. Wasn't as nice, um, made money, you know, a little different circumstance. And then he owned his own and all three were, were different. And I remember he made the comment to me one time, he goes, Jim, I've seen you work at three different kinds of facilities with three significantly different problems, and you adapted every time. You had a, your, your view, fundamentally you stayed the same, but how you approached it changed, 
based on those circumstances. And that really is one of the secrets of how we do this. You know, we kind of have to adapt a little bit. We're not going to, you know, cram that square peg into that round hole, so to speak. So 14 traits of successful gym salespeople. So, hey, if you're out there hiring, you know, you don't know who to hire, what should you look for? Look at this. You know, these are some great things you can look at that can help you um, determine if you've got the right person or not. Are you that salesperson? How do you do at each one of these? Okay. Are there some things in here that you see that you can potentially work on? Or if you're a sales manager, you're running a facility, you're running a business, you know, what are some things that we can improve on? Use this list, you know, to get better in your business. So folks, my name is Jim Thomas. My company's fitness management and consulting. I appreciate you being here at the channel today. If you've not yet done so, please uh, subscribe. Please hit the like button. Uh, consider becoming a member. And to learn more about me, learn more about my company and how we can take your business to that next level, you know, check out those links below. And we look forward to seeing you all in that next video.